0: Section 4 of The Book of A Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 7. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. The Book of A Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 7, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Section 4 when it was the six hundred and forty-sixth night she continued it hath reached me o auspicious king that when jamra fell upon them with his men and steeds and camels and the camp lay sleeping the idolaters started up in confusion and snatching up their arms fell upon one another with smiting till the most part was slaughtered and when the day broke they looked and found no muslim slain but saw them all on horseback armed and armored wherefore they knew that this was a slight which had been played upon them and karujan cried out to the remnant of his folk o sons of Hors, what we had a mind to do with them that have done with us and their craft hath gotten the better of our cunning and they were about to charge when lo and behold a cloud of dust rose high and walled the horizon sky when the wind smote it so that it spired aloft and spread pavilion-wise in the lift, and there it hung, and presently appeared beneath it the glint of helmet and gleam of hauberk, and splendid warriors, baldricked with their tempered swords and holding in rest their supple spears. When the Kaffirs saw this, they held back from the battle, and each army sent out, to know the meaning of this dust, scouts who returned with the news that it was an army of Muslims. Now this was the host of the mountain ghoul, whom Garib had dispatched to Khan's aid, and Sadan himself rode in their van. So the two hosts of the true believers joined company, and rushing upon the Peinimiri, like a flame of fire, plied them with keen sword, and Rudinian spear, and quivering lance, what while day was darkened, and eyes for the much dust starkened. The valiant stood fast, and the faint-hearted coward fled unto the wilds, and the words swift sped, whilst the blood over earth was like torrents shed. Nor did they cease from flight, till the day took flight, and in gloom came the night. Then the Muslims drew apart from the miscreants, and returned to their tents, where they ate and slept, till the darkness fled away, and gave place to smiling day. Then they prayed the dawn prayer, and mounted to battle. Now Kurajan had said to his men, as they drew off from fight, for indeed two-thirds of their number had perished by sword and spear, O folk, to-morrow I will champion it, in the stead of war, where cut and thrust draw, and where braves push and wheel, I will take the field. So, as soon as light was seen, and morn appeared, with its shine and sheen, took horse the hosts twain, and shouted their slogans amain and bared the brown and hent lace in hand and in ranks took stand the first to open the door of war was kurajan who cried out saying let no coward come out to me this day nor craven whereupon jamu khan and sadan stood by the colours but there ran at him a captain in the banu amir and the two crave each other awhile like two rams butting Presently, Kurajan seized the Muslim by the jerkin under his hauberk, and, dragging him from his saddle, dashed him to the ground where he left him, upon which the Kafirs laid hands on him, and bound him, and bore him off to their tents, whilst Kurajan wheeled about and careered and offered battle, till another captain came out, whom also he took prisoner, nor did he leave to do thus till he had made prize of seven captains before midday then jamakan cried out with so mighty a cry that the whole field made reply and heard it the armies twain and ran at kurajan with a heart in rageful pain improvising these couplets jamakan am i and a man of might whom the warriors fear with a sore affright i waste the forts and i leave the walls to wail and weep for the whites i smite then o kurajan tread the rightful road and quit the paths of thy foul upright own the one true god who disped the skies and made founts to flow and the hills pegged tight and the slave embrace the true faith he'll scape hell pains and in heaven be decks and dight when kurajan heard these words he sparked and snorted and foully abused the sun and the moon and craved at jamukhan versifying with these couplets i'm kurajan of this age the night and my shade to the lions of shara is blight i storm the forts and snare kings of beasts and warriors fear me in field of fight then hark ye jamurkan if thou doubt my word come forth to the combat and try my might when jamurkan heard these verses he charged him with a stout heart and they smote at each other with swords till the two hosts lamented for them and they lunged with lance and great was the clamour between them nor did they leave fighting till the time of mid-afternoon prayer was past and the day began to wane then jammachan crave at kurajan and smiting him on the breast with his mace cast him to the ground as he were the trunk of a palm tree and the muslims pinioned him and dragged him off with ropes like a camel Now when the miscreants saw their prince captive, a hot fever-fit of ignorance seized on them, and they bore down upon the true believers thinking to rescue him. But the Muslim champions met them, and left most of them prostrate on the earth, whilst the rest turned and sought safety in flight, seeking surer sight, while the clanking sabres their backsides smite. The Muslims ceased not pursuing them, till they had scattered them over mount and word, when they returned from them to the spoil, whereof was great store of horses and tents and so forth, good look to it for a spoil. Then jamakan went to Kurajan and expounded to him al-Islam, threatening him with death unless he embraced the faith. But he refused, so they cut off his head and stuck it on a spear, after which they fared on towards Oman city. But as regards the Kaffirs, the survivors returned to Jaland and made known to him the slaying of his son, and the slaughter of his host, hearing which he cast his crown to the ground, and buffeting his face till the blood ran from his nostrils, fell fainting to the floor. They sprinkled rose-water on his head, till he came to himself and cried to his wazir, Write letters to all my governors and nabobs, and bid them leave not a smiter with the sword, nor a lunger with the lance, nor a bender of the bow, but bring them all to me in one body. So he wrote letters, and dispatched them by runners to the governors, who levied their power, and joined the king with a prevailing host, whose number was one hundred and eighty thousand men. Then they made ready tents and camels and noble steeds, and were about to march, when, behold, up came Jamachan and Sedan the Ghoul, with seventy thousand horse, as they were lions, fierce-faced, all steel-encased when jalan saw the muslims trooping on he rejoiced and said by the virtue of the sun and her resplendent light i will not leave alive one of my foes no not one to carry the news and i will lay waste the land of Alirak that i may take my reek for my son the havoc making champion bold nor shall my fire be quenched or cooled then he turned to ajib and said to him o dog of al "'Twas thou broughtest this calamity on us, "'but by the virtue of that which I worship, "'except I avenge me of mine enemy, "'I will do thee die after foulest fashion.' "'When Ajib heard these words, "'he was troubled with sore trouble, "'and blamed himself, "'but he waited till nightfall, "'when the Muslims had pitched their tents for rest. "'Now he had been degraded, "'and expelled the royal camp, "'together with those who were left to him of his suite. "'So he said to them, O my kinsmen, know that Jayland and I are dismayed with exceeding dismay at the coming of the Muslims, and I know that he will not avail to protect me from my brother, nor from any other. So it is my counsel that we make our escape whilst all eyes sleep, and flee to King Ya'arub bin Katan, for that he hath more of men and is stronger of rain. They, hearing his advice, exclaimed, Write is thy read, whereupon he bade them kindle fires at their tent-doors and march under cover of the night they did his bidding and set out so by daybreak they had already fared far away as soon as it was morning jaland mounted with two hundred and sixty thousand fighting men clad cap-a-pied in hauberks and cuirasses and straight-knit mail-coats the kettle-drums beat a point of war and all drew out for cut and thrust and fight and fray then Jamakan and Sadan rode out with forty thousand stalwart fighting men, under each standard a thousand cavaliers, doughty champions foremost in Champagne. The two hosts drew out in battles and bared their blades, and levelled their limber lances for the drinking of the cup of death. The first to open the gate of strife was Sadan, as he were a mountain of cyanite or a marid of the jinn. Then dashed out to him a champion of the infidels, and the ghoul slew him and casting him to the earth cried out to his sons and slaves saying light the fire and roast me this dead one they did as he bade and brought him the roast and he ate it and crunched while the kaffir stood looking on from afar and they cried out o oh, for aid from the light giving sun and were affrighted at the thought of being slain by sadan then jalan shouted to his men saying slay me yonder loathsome beast whereupon another captain of his host drove at the ghoul but he slew him and he ceased not to slay horsemen after horsemen till he had made an end of thirty men with this the blamed kaffirs held back and feared to face him crying who shall cope with jinns and ghouls but jayland raised his voice saying let a hundred horse charge him and bring him to me bound or slain so a hundred horse set upon sadan with swords and spears, and he met them with a heart firmer than flint, proclaiming the unity of the requiting king, whom no one thing diverted from another thing. Then he cried aloud, Allahu Akbar! And, smiting them with his sword, made their heads fly, and in one onset he slew of them four and seventy, whereupon the rest took flight. Sir Jalan shouted aloud to ten of his captains, each commanding a thousand men and said to them, Shoot his horse with arrows till it fall under him, and then lay hands on him. Therewith ten thousand horse drove at Sedan, who met them with a stout heart, and Jamakan, seeing this, bore down upon the miscreants with his Muslims, crying out, God is most great. Before they could reach the ghoul, the enemy had slain his steed and taken him prisoner. But they ceased not to charge the infidels, till the day grew dark for dust and eyes were blinded, and the sharp sword clanged while firm stood the valiant cavalier, and destruction overtook the faint heart in his fear. Till the Muslims were amongst the Paynims like a white patch on a black's bull, and Scheherazade perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the 647th night, she pursued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that battle raged between the Muslims and the Paynims till the true believers were like a white patch on a black bull, nor did they stint from the melee, till the darkness fell down when they drew apart after there had been slain of the infidels men without comte then jammucan and his men returned to their tents but they were in great grief for sadan so that neither meat nor sleep was sweet to them and they counted their host and found that less than a thousand had been slain but jammucan said o oh folk to-morrow i will go into the battle plain and place where cut and thrust obtain and slay their champions and make prize of their families after taking them captive and i will ransom Sedan therewith by the leave of the requiting king whom no one thing diverteth from other thing wherefore their hearts were heartened and they joyed as they separated to their tents meanwhile Jalander entered his pavilion and setting down on his sofa with his folk about him called for sedan and forthright on his coming said to him o dog Runwood and least of the arab brood and carrier of firewood who was it slew my son kurajan the brave of the age slayer of heroes and caster down of warriors quoth the ghoul jamakan slew him captain of the armies of king Garib, prince of cavaliers and I roasted and ate him, for I was unhungered. When Jayland heard these words, his eyes sank into his head for rage, and he bade his sword bearer smite Sir Dan's neck. So he came forward in that intent, whereupon Sedan stretched himself mightily and bursting his bonds, snatched the sword from the headsman and hewed off his head. Then he made at Jaland, who threw himself down from the throne and fled while Sadan fell on the bystanders and killed twenty of the king's chief officers, and all the rest took flight. Therewith loud rose the crying in the camp of the infidels, and the ghoul sallied forth of the pavilion, and falling upon the troops, smote them with the sword, right and left, till they opened and left a lane for him to pass. Nor did he cease to press forward, cutting at them on either side, till he won free of the miscreants' tents, and made for the Muslim camp. Now these had heard the uproar among the enemies, and said, Haply, some calamity have befallen them. And whilst they were in perplexity, behold, Sedan stood amongst them, and they rejoiced at his coming with exceeding joy, more especially Jamakan, who saluted him with the salam, as did other true believers, and gave him joy of his escape such was the case with the muslims but as regards the miscreants when after the ghoul's departure they and their king returned to their tents jalan said to them o folk by the virtue of the sun's light-giving ray and by the darkness of the night and the light of the day and the stars that stray i thought not this day to have escaped death in melee, for had i fallen into yonder fellow's hands he had eaten me as i were a kernel of wheat or a barley corn or any other grain they replied o king never saw we any to the like of this school and he said o folk to-morrow do ye all don arms and mount steed and trample them under your horses hoofs meanwhile the muslims had ended their rejoicings at sadan's return and Jamukan said to them to-morrow i will show you my daring-do and what behoveth the like of me for by the virtue of abraham the friend i will slay them with the foulest of slaughters and smite them with the bite of the sword till all who have understanding confounded at them shall stand but i mean to attack both right and left wings so when you see me drive at the king under the standards do ye charge behind me with a resolute charge and Allah's it is to decree what thing shall be accordingly these two sides lay upon their arms till the day broke through night and the sun appeared to sight then they mounted swiftlier than the twinkling of the eyelid the raven of the wold croaked and the two hosts looking each at other with the eye of fascination formed in line array and prepared for fight and fray the first to open the chapter of war was dramecan who wheeled and careered and offered fight in field and jaland and his men were about to charge when behold a cloud of dust uprolled till it walled the wold and overlaid the day then the four winds smote it and away it floated torn to rags and there appeared beneath it cavaliers with helms black and garb white and many a princely knight and lances that bite and swords that smite and footmen who lion-like knew no affright seeing this both armies left fighting and sent out scouts to reconnoitre and report who thus had come in main and might so they went and within the dust-cloud disappeared from sight and returned after a while with the news aright that the approaching host was one of the moslems under the command of king Garib. when the true believers heard from the scouts of the coming of the king they rejoiced and driving out to meet him dismounted and kissed the earth between his hands and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the six hundred and forty-eighth night she pursued it hath reached me o auspicious king that when the muslims saw the presence of their king garib they joyed with exceeding joy and kissing the earth between his hands saluted him and get around him whilst he welcomed them and rejoiced in their safety then they escorted him to their camp and pitched pavilions for him and set up standards and garib sat down on his couch of estate with his grandees about him and they related to him all that had befallen especially to saddam meanwhile the kaffirs sought for ajib and finding him not among them nor in their tents told jaland of his flight whereat his doomsday rose and he bit his fingers saying By the sun's light-giving round, he is a perfidious hound, and has fled with his rascal rout to desert ground. But naught save force of hard fighting will serve us to repeal these foes. So fortify your resolves and hearten your heart, and beware of the Muslims. And Garib also said to the true believers, Strengthen your courage and fortify your hearts, and seek aid of your Lord, beseeching him to vouchsafe you in victory over your enemies. They replied, O king, thou shalt see what we will do in battle plain, where men cut and thrust amain. So the two hosts slept till the day arose with its sheen, and shone and the rising sun rained light upon hill and down, when Garib prayed the two-bow prayer, after the rite of Abraham the friend, on whom be the peace, and wrote a letter which he dispatched by his brother Sahim, to the king of the Kaffirs. When sahim reached the enemy's camp the guards asked him what he wanted and he answered them. I want your ruler Quoth they wait till we consult him and then thee and he waited whilst they went to their sovereign and Told him of the coming of a messenger and he cried Hither with him to me so they brought sahim before Jaland who said to him who hath sent thee Quoth he King Garib sends me whom allah hath made ruler over arab and ajam receive his letter and return its reply jalan took the writ and opening it read as follows in the name of allah the compassionating and compassionate the one the all-knowing the supremely great the immemorial the lord of noah and Saleh, and hud and abraham and of all things he made the peace be on him who followeth in the way of righteousness and feareth the issues of forwardness who obeyeth the almighty king and followeth the faith saving and prefereth the next world to any present king but afterwards o jaland none is worthy of worship save allah alone the victorious the one creator of night and day and the sphere revolving alway who sendeth the holy prophets and gareth the streams to flow and the trees to grow who vaulted the heavens and spread out the earth like a carpet below who feedeth the birds in the nests and the wild beasts in the deserts for he is allah the all-powerful the forgiving the long-suffering the protector whom eye comprehendeth on no wise and who maketh night on day arise he who sent down the apostles and their holy writ know o jaland that there is no faith but the faith of abraham the friend so cleave to the creed of salvation and be saved from the biting glaive and the fire which followeth the grave but and thou refuse al-islam look for ruin to haste and thy reign to be waste and thy traces untraced and lastly send me the dog ajib Hide that I may take from him my father's and mother's blood-wit When Jaland had read this letter he said to sahim tell thy lord that ajib hath fled he and his folk and i know not whither he is gone but as for jaland he will not forswear his faith and to-morrow there shall be battle between us and the sun shall give us the victory so sahim returned to his brother with this reply and when the morning morrowed the muslims donned their arms and armour and bestrode their stout steeds calling aloud on the name of the all-conquering king Creator of bodies and souls, and magnifying him with Allahu Akbar. Then the kettle drums of battle beat until the earth trembled, and sought the field all the lordly warriors and doughty champions. The first to open the gate of battle was Jamakan, who craved his charger into mid plain, and played with sword and javelin till the understanding was amazed. After which he cried out, saying, "Ho! Who is for tilting?" ho who is for fighting let no sluggard come out to me to-day nor weakling i am the slayer of kurajan bin jaland who will come forth to avenge him when jaland heard the name of his son he cried out to his men o horse sons bring me yonder horseman who slew my son that i may eat his flesh and drink his blood so an hundred fighting men charged at jamakan but he slew the most part of them and put their chief to flight which feat when jalan saw he cried out to his folk at him all at once and assault him with one assault accordingly they weaved the awe-striking banners and host was heaped upon host garib rushed on with his men and Jamakan did the same and the two sides met like two seas together clashing the yamani sword and spear wrought havoc and breasts and bellies were rent whilst both armies saw the angel of death face to face and the dust of the battle rose to the skirts of the sky ears went deaf and tongues went dumb and doom from every side came on whilst valiant stood fast and faint heart fled and they ceased not from fight and fray till ended the day when the drums beat the retreat and the two hosts drew apart and returned each to its tents and Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say. End of section four.